0: here's a phrase that you can use that I made up okay it goes like this one wet sock is worse than two because it reminds you of what you could have had no it doesn't make fucking sense but it sounds cool to say (laughs) it pretty much just means it's nice to have two dry socks but look it's yours you can use it enjoy spread that wisdom Shane's brilliant podcast. Hello and welcome to Shane's brilliant podcast. I'm uh, Shane Clifford. I'm a stand-up comedian from Ireland and uh, this is the 20th episode. 20th episode spectacular. Can you believe it? So we started what how many what's 20 episode was 20 weeks ago. Um something like 5 months and can you believe that the world was a completely different place when I started this? It was uh, a nice world, a friendly world. Pubs were open. People were singing. People were were having sex in the streets. It was like we were bonobos in the streets of, of, of Ireland, meeting and greeting by, you know, inserting various forms of genitalia into other various forms of genitalia. You know, life seemed good. Oh, you know, there was fires, but they were all the in Australia. Who cared about them? <laughs> you know, they didn't affect us, did they? Really? We were happy here in our little bubble. But then came that dreaded virus that happened concurrently with this fucking podcast. Just my luck. Just my luck. You know, this dreaded disease would sway, it would cut a swathe across the, um, uh, across the, the seven continents just about the time that I was going to start my my po- I believe I, I believe that if the if, if the pandemic didn't happen this podcast would be number one on iTunes worldwide right now <laughs> that's what I believe and um, but the pandemic put a stop to my my potential so yeah, it's been we've been through many adventures. What what's happened? You know, I I was thinking it would be great if I could put out a <laughs> if I put out a clip show. Imagine that <laughs> twenty episodes in. I was putting little clips together of highlights. And what have we done? Me not just me, us. We've written a couple of songs. We got one called um my what was it something about a truck? Can't remember <laughs> my my truck my lunchbox and me or something my lunchbox my radio and me and we wrote one called um double denim man two hits like a double A side that they would have had back in the day you know if you put them out together it'd be like when the Beatles put out we can work it out and day tripper um and we all did that together you know and what else did we do we I I got accused of being racist (laughs) you know That was in the first, what, the first 11 episodes, which, you know, is that a record? Could be a record, getting accused um, of racism that early on in a podcast. But I, you know, this is all off the cuff, so I'm probably going to get, I'm probably, if I keep going for another 20 episodes, there's no doubt I'll say something that will get me in trouble. You know, that's just the nature of the beast, I'm trying to think what else do we ma- 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 what else to we achieve <laughs> fucking nothing when you think about it it's just me rabbiting on into your ear once a week but I really do appreciate all the support and the listeners um, and the people who've signed up for the Patreon and followed me and sent me lovely emails and things of that nature thank you very much we might be a small family <laughs> Isn't that what um, Manson called his cult of the family? That's what my cult too. The Shanley. No, that doesn't work. The Shamley. The Shamley. Um, and I'm like, you're god. So what I'm doing is slowly I'm integrating myself into your brain like a cult leader. And by about oh, episode 210, I start whispering about Kool-Aid. <laughs> like jim jones if you don't know who jim jones is you probably do he was the leader of what was the name of his cult can't remember the christian socialist or something i don't know and um he was a, like a preacher and he he was a cult leader and you know jones the jonestown massacre where 900 people died because he got him to drink poison kool-aid um and there was actually tape audio tape of the of that suicide on YouTube which you know I promised that I would try and keep it upbeat this week <laughs> and five fucking minutes in I'm talking about uh, listening to audio tape of a murder the, the biggest murder suicide in history uh, I'll just take a sip of my water but yeah you know thanks to everybody that listened we're 20 20 weeks in who knows? We could go for twenty more. Um, so you know, thanks for being along for the the ride. Thanks for being along for the ride, guys. So this weekend, man, I hit a wall. I hit a fucking wall, face first, nose squashed from cheek to cheek. My nose, my nostrils are touching my earlobes, because Saturday night, I hit. I said, "Fuck n- no more." I had a, uh, what they call, in the world of existentialism, I had a long dark night of the soul. That's where, you're, you know, you're you realize how alone you are in the universe, and then it's always in the dark of night, and you realize how big and afraid, or not afraid, but how big and indifferent, and how meaningless existence is and I said Jesus Christ I can't do this no more I can't live like this so what did I do I said I have to quit Twitter I said this is it it cannot go on anymore I can't do it I can't spend 12 hours a day scrolling through Twitter. And I know you might be thinking, Shane, just fucking quit it, man. But I'm addicted, you see. A, a, like proper addicted. It's something that m- does not make me happy. So I had a word with myself. I said, Man, you can't go on living like this. <laughs> this is a serious, I'm not, I know I'm laughing, but I had this serious, I said, It's ruining your life. Just deactivate. You're 30. Fucking three or four years old. You don't need. You don't need to know all this shit. You don't need to know who stands Megan the Stallion. Who the fuck is Megan the Stallion? Anyway, I don't know. I've seen her name for the last two years. No idea who it is. And I, I don't care anymore. I don't care. That Justin Bieber said this about Selena Gomez. Why am I on fucking Twitter reading about it all day long? I should be living life to the full, to the max. I've only got another 30 years left. I'm an old man. I'm 30 fucking five. What am I doing on this social media application reading horrible things all day long and I'm not I'm going from everywhere from the president of the western world basically Donald Trump tweeting um, white supremacist retweeting white supremacist um, people shouting slogans white power I'm tweeting that n- n- that fucking insanity all the ways down to feeling being made feel bad because your favourite bar of chocolate is a twirl or your favourite ice pop is a loop-de-loop you know it's just constant all day long and because I'm addicted to it, I've been on it since 2007 how many years is that seven from what year are we now 2020 13 years Of my life has been lost. It's like. um, If somebody loses 13 years of their life. To whiskey or something. Or to pornography. Or to heroin. I wrote down on a piece of paper. I had to. I wrote down. Twitter. Is ruining your life. It's going to ruin your life. If you ever want to make it. In comedy. Or anything. Twitter is ruining that. Because, you know, for... To be creative now without getting all fucking up my own hole. But to be creative, you need a lot of time to just let your mind wander. Okay? But you can't let your mind wander when you're on Twitter because you're being bombarded. You're being bombarded by the fucking 22-year-old girl's views on socialism. (laughs) I don't need to know what these people think about socialism. I don't need to... I don't care what you know a 21 year old um fella from tipperary thinks about the revisionist history of stalin he doesn't know anything when i was 22 i wanted to be and i thought i wanted to be an anarchist i wanted there to be um no no laws i thought hey man no fucking countries Countries are stupid man It's just a line On a fucking map man It's man made Get rid of countries Get rid of um. Get rid of All laws Get rid of government Just let people Be people man That's what I was Fucking saying When I was 22 And then I stopped smoking weed You know But thank god Back then All we had was Bebo I didn't see anyone uh, Anyone on Bebo Writing fucking So I said This is it man This is it No more I can't do this to myself I want to get back to my life I want to get back to reality What's the rest of that song? Back to life Back to reality That's about quitting Twitter I mean I'm 35 My parents Were divorced by now And they had teenage children You know, my, (laughs) and here I am trying to being unable to quit the least important thing in the world. That's making me hate myself for being on it so much. So I said I had a word with myself. I, I I I swear I nearly had tears in my eyes, but I said that's it. It has to stop they say that you have to reach rock bottom before you can start climbing up the ladder again whatever i don't know what if that's a saying you have to reach the bottom rung before you can you know slide up the the lamppost so i did deactivated my account and all day sunday i was gone and i felt free i felt fucking free man felt free it's like a divorce or something or like you know when you quit you finally quit your job that you hate but that you've you've been afraid to quit for whatever reason because you you don't think your life you, that you'll survive without it but then once you quit just that weight comes off your shoulders that's what it was like and I was happy until the very next day A friend of mine messaged me and said, Hey, you're off Twitter. You deleted your Twitter. I was like, Yeah, gone. For good. It's over. And they said, Listen, I understand your reasons for quitting Twitter. It's a horrible place. But now is not a very good time to quit. I said, What 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 you talking about? They said in the current climate in ireland with male comedians to coming out or you know being exposed as sex abusers emotional abusers and you know even fucking rapists you deleting your twitter makes it look like that you're a, a, a sexual abuser and that there's a story going to come out in a couple of days And so you've preemptively deleted your Twitter. People are going to think that, Shane. (laughs) That's what people are going to think. And I thought to myself, fuck. Yes. So now I'm back on Twitter. I said, I'm going to go back on there just to clear my name from something that people didn't even, probably never even thought that I did Just Instead of preemptively deleting Twitter to hide my sexual um, um, felonies, I came back on Twitter to preemptively disparage people from thinking that I committed sexual felonies. This is the modern world. (laughs) There's no escape in Twitter for me. I can't. I cannot get off there. So now I'm back on there and I'm reading what fucking parody Bill Murray accounts think of Donald Trump's deals with Russia. I mean, who gives a f Who gives a fuck? But I'm there now all day every day again. Feeling a bit lying down on the couch, not working, not doing stuff, scrolling through Twitter. Getting involved in the most stupid fucking thing, which was Dustin the Turkey getting cancelled and Ray Darcy getting cancelled by Niall Horan fans <laughs> because they were rude to him a comic relief. Um which I mean that is some shump- something that me okay I like to think of myself as intelligent. I like to think of myself. No, I'm not that intelligent, but I like to think of myself that way. It mightn't be true, you know? I like to think of myself having a giant penis as well. doesn't mean it's true. I like to think of myself as a millionaire. That's what I'd like to do. I like to sit there and think of myself as a millionaire, but I'm not. I'm not. But I like to think of myself as intelligent. I'm sitting right now in front of a thing of books, most of which I've half read, even. I should not have any part of my brain, and neither should you, by the way, Taken up with Niall Horn fans being angry at Ray Darcy and Dustin the Turkey. But here we are. So uh, I'm back on Twitter. And, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get off it again and just concentrate on Instagram. (laughs) I concentrate because Instagram seems to be okay. I went for a walk around dublin last night because jesus christ i saw i was making a little video um for my patreon right and i saw myself and i said jesus christ i've never looked so bad in my life this is the worst i've ever looked the size of my gut like you know there's no more jokes shane this is it get out there and start fucking pounding the pavement man pavement who the hell do i think i am start Pounding the pavement. What would you say? What's So this pavement is footpath. And what is pounding? Fisting. Start fisting the footpath. All right. Get out there. Start fucking fisting that footpath until you lose a stone. So I went out last night and I walked around kind of the Camden Street area here in Dublin. And pubs, I couldn't, pubs were open. I'd forgotten all about it. Pubs were open. People were there having fun you know and I was grumbling fuckers (laughs) I was going you fucking cunts you know you bastard you and then I started getting a bit like shitty you know I started getting a bit shitty with him in my head I was like fucking couldn't even let had to come out in the first fucking night didn't you fucking who do you think you're fucking class oh look at me going out in the first fucking night man Going out on the first night that the pubs were open. I'm fucking unreal, man. I'm one of the best. I'm cool, boy. I have a fucking... Oh, Jesus. I was having a fucking hangover. I have a hangover because I went out for the pub. The pubs are open. at Yeah, they're fucking open, man. I went out last night. I'd pint to Guinness. And I fucking... Do we desperately need Guinness that much in this country that we... The fucking second that the pubs are open that they're full. We've li- we survived easily without the pubs. Are we going? Is that what we're going back to? You know, is it great? Are pubs great? Are they even good? I mean, they're go- I, look. I, I love pubs. <laughs> I love going to pubs. I love having a few pints. Um, but now at this stage of my life, anything past six pints is like pfft. anything where the clock goes past one p- one a.m no thanks, I'm out of there, you know? Because that's not, that's not fun. Do we want that back? Do we want being, trying to get a pint of bad seven euro Guinness at two o'clock in the morning squashed in between fellas and ladies, you know, pushing in front of us, fellas dropping their pints on us, the DJ is playing fucking Barbie Girl or July by Monday. You know? Is that fun? Is that what we want? Of course not. You know? Don't let us go back to that. But I see that people have started drinking outside. Which is um, great. And that it's become a lot more they say we might go to the continental model. That's where they they go out and have a, one beer. And then go home. They have one pint. Or they have one glass of wine or whatever. With their dinner. And that's it. They don't need anymore. Now that is something that I don't think I could ever do. And is that a sad indictment of the country that we grew up in? Or is it because just because drinking is class? <laughs> you know, and my mind isn't made up yet. Because I like drinking. Um, But I don't like getting drunk. But the problem is, I like to drink about 10 more pints than I dislike getting drunk. You know what I mean? That's about as much, that's about the equivalent more of what I like drinking than getting drunk, than not getting drunk. Listen, I'm not making much sense. I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I like drinking a lot. Um, But it's good to see things opening. Um, Are you afraid of round two? I don't want to see when when the second wave comes and we're back in lockdown, hard lockdown, top top lockdown. When we're locked down, we're locked up. Wow, isn't that fucking profound? That just came to me there. See, I do like to think I'm intelligent. When we're locked down, we're locked up. <laughs> Put that in a fucking back of a matchbox. You know, they say we're locked down, but really. We're locked up. Um, but I don't, when that happens again, when the second wave comes or sometime around, I'm going to guess if it does come, it's going to come in October, November. I don't want to see no bacon. I don't want to see no sourdough starter. I don't want to see people ex- doing yoga. I don't want to see Instagram lives. Uh, I don't want to see people. Um, I don't want to see groups of musicians on zoom singing together i want to see some new material i want to see something new i want to see handstands i want to see um what else could you do you know this isn't for me to come up this is for you to come up with yourself i want to see people this time instead of people bettering themselves i want to see people making themselves worse i want to (laughs) i want to see people damaging themselves that's what i want i want to see people getting into heroin I'm putting that up in their Instagram, doing you know rails of cocaine at uh, seven o'clock in the morning, with while trying to do homework with their children. That's what that's the kind of stuff I want to see for uh, the second lockdown, because it you know it could come. Um, I hope the fuck it doesn't come because I <laughs> I can't. Put up with this any longer, I um have to get out and meet people. I've become so isolated over the last few months, like to, uh, to a to a scary degree. I, I've said before, I've only in the last four months face to face, I've only talked to about six people. You know that's like something that they do for um that's something that's the way pedophiles are in uh when they're in jail. You know, they're in lockdown or what, you know, or they're in fucking, what's it called? High security. Oh, yeah, what's it called, though? Solitary confinement. You know, they see about six people and four more. They see more than me. Um. So I can't, that can't go on anymore. And I want to do some standard, like, how have you been finding it? That's all I want to know. Like, how have you really been finding it? They say that uh, I read a, well, I read a headline. I never read the articles. <laughs> <laughs> but I read the headline that the the lockdown has been bad for mental health. Which is fucking fairly obvious. But I wonder, like to me, on, on a day-to-day basis, I seem to be okay. I get up, I have a day job, you know, I work from home. I do that. I, I think about what I'm going to do for my podcast. I scroll on Twitter for nine hours and I seem okay. But then it's in the dark of night in the lonely light when there's nobody there but you and God and he's not even fucking there you know <laughs> wherever he's locked down too those are the moments where you're like God, God this is horrible Um, and that you know but I don't know hopefully we're getting through it man and hopefully it doesn't fucking come back but I am i don't know I'm not too um confident of that because it does seem to be rising first of all in America it's it's gonna be Oh, it's. I mean, he has to be the worst president of all time now, yeah? I mean, he's worse than any, he's worse than James Buchanan. Look that up to see why he was bad. Or he's worse than um, Andrew Jackson. Is that his name? Andrew Jackson? Whichever guy came out, came after Lincoln. Because, I mean, how many people are dying over there? And it's right, it never dipped. It's going higher and it never went down. That's the crazy thing. And if this fucking cunt gets elected again, I know I shouldn't be ranting about American politics, but um, you know it's far more interesting, like I've said, than Irish politics. So, Um, but you know, I mean, it's scary. It's 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 almost apocalyptic. (laughs) So much for me keeping it light this week. (laughs) Oh, uh, but another thing. That I, when I was doing my walk, because I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep in shape. uh, I saw something that really fucking annoyed me. And not out of jealousy, like I was with the people in the, in the pubs. I saw a guy, get this, listen to this, listen to this. Saw a fella. First of all, I didn't see him. First, I felt him because he nearly hit me on his, on his bike as he cycled past me on a fucking footpath in the dark walking down Inger uh, Street I don't know how they say how you pronounce that street but that, I think that's what it's called in uh, Dublin last night and he was on a bike and I think I'm filling in the gaps in my mind but I think it was one of those one gear bikes you know that don't have like loads of gears fixie bikes they call them and he was drinking a can of White Claw And he had a a Peaky Blinders cap on, cycling on the footpath, with a hipster bike, a fucking Peaky Blinders hat, drinking a can of White Claw. (laughs) I, you know, I like to think of myself as (laughs) Christ-like. That's how I like to think of myself. And... You know, I like to think of myself as not one to be prone to anger and rage. But this was probably the most hate I've ever felt for somebody um, in in at least 24 years. <laughs> uh, you know, he was... I don't have anything to say about him, really. Only that I, at that moment, I did wish harm on him and his family... <laughs> yeah but I've been pounding the fist and the foot pads to try and lose some weight man because I picked a bad time in my life to be locked up in a pandemic and not doing anything not exercising because when I was I used to have a fast metabolism so when I was like 24 or and below or whatever I could eat you know two pizzas and my dinner and a breakfast and do barely any exercise and be like nine and a half stone or something but when you hit my age, mid thirties, the weight doesn't, you know, the weight used to slide off me like uh, uh, a fella from the stole coated in butter sliding down the, the Titanic when it's up 90 degrees, you know, that's how it used to come off me. But now it's trying to lose it. It's impossible. It clings to me like, like a, a dying, uh, starving mongrel bites clinging to a juicy breast of chicken you know it's impossible to lose without doing some form of exercise some form of eating and like i don't care if people you know i'm not um anti-fat people or anything um i think if you're fat and you're happy that's fine uh, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not one of those cons that be like, oh, it's fucking disgusting. Oh, it's fucking, it's very unhealthy. Who cares? You don't go around telling people who, who smoke. You don't go around going, oh, you're disgusting. Do you? I mean, you might do if you're a prick. But what I'm saying is I don't care about that. But personally, myself, I just feel, I just want to, you know, lose some weight. And uh, so that's what I'm going doing now, man and i'm i i i think i've we're week 20 of this podcast and i think i have promised to change my entire life at least 18 times and I, 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 it hasn't happened yet but this is the time um so yeah man praise or pray to whomever you believe in that the second wave doesn't come you know um, I'm not sure if opening the p- pubs is that important, personally. To you know, to risk it quite yet. Uh, I would like to drink pints, and God knows I probably will. Because if I'm not, in, if I'm, if not a hypocrite, and uh, you know, I've no backbone, and I sometimes I'm weak willed. So if there, if I know there's a place serving pints and you can go in, I probably will do it. But, you know, if I'm not sure if we should, you know, because it's rising all over you know, Germany and um, America. Brazil is like a chaotic and, you know, but I just want to be people to be safe. Um, so, you know, is it worth the risk? Will I be able to do stand up again? Will I be able to go up there and bomb in front of you again? Um, I'm thinking uh did I say it to you before? I think it might have been on the Patreon that when stand-up is allowed of doing a gig, it's gonna to be tough for me and for every stand-up comedian really to get back into it. So I might start to, I might do a couple of um either free or very low, like two, three euro or maybe five euro. I mean I'm talking business here on the fucking podcast. Maybe four euro. We'll call a four euro gig somewhere in Dublin. You know, that you can come and watch me sweat for very cheap. Um so if you would be into that, let me know. And then we can be the 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 genesis, the ground zero of a new cluster of coronavirus in Dublin. So probably a bad idea. You just heard an idea. Be born, live and die. <laughs> um and that Ray Darcy, man, you know, the way he's getting threatened. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, he's getting threatened by uh, Nile Horn fans because they were rude on that com- the you know they did The Den which and I like to be I like to poo poo uh, things like comic relief you know I'm cool and hip and I'm a bit cynical I'm like um, uh, you know I'm like punk <laughs> I'm like Johnny Rotten here over here and I you know I'm like sticking up my fingers at comic relief and things like that but you must say you must admit that or I must admit to myself that seeing the Den reuniting so well I couldn't really give a fuck about Zig and Zag they were slightly before my time I think but seeing Dustin and Ray you know and Ted uh, did kind of bring back bring me, leave me a little misty eyed I must admit and and if you didn't see it it's on YouTube they had Niall Horn on And they were, you know, Dustin, he's going to be fucking disrespectful or whatever, but mildly disrespectful. Actually, I just got a flashback to reading the RT guide in my grandmother's house when I must have been very young. And it was a Halloween edition, Halloween edition, and they were interviewing various, you know, celebrities um, about halloween like I rte celebrities and so they were interviewing like marty whelan and he was saying oh he loves playing the thing where you get on your knees put a blindfold around your eyes and take a bite of an apple dunking in a water you know whatever that game is called Bobbin apples and um it came to dustin and i'll remember because i must have been about 12 or 13 or something and he said all he wants to do is that he hopes that Sharon Lee Violon calls around to the house, his house trick-or-treating so that he can give her two grapes and a banana. That's what I fucking said in the RT guide. First of all, he couldn't say that now, be cancelled. But second of all, I remember thinking <coughs> like that, <coughs> you know, <laughs> thinking I was class, didn't even want to tell, you know, didn't tell my nan or anything. Because then she'd ask me, hey, how do you know about that kind of stuff? Um, but yeah so they were disrespectful to fucking you know Niall Horan and he was in on the joke obviously it was all set up but all these Niall Horan stans on Twitter that's what they call them named after Stan from the Eminem videos the Eminem v- song who drove into a, a river with his wife in the back you know so they you know but anyway, anyways Niall Horan Stan and they were like we're going to come. How dare you disrespect Nile and all this stuff. And um, someone was like, who is this punk about Ray Darcy? And there was a reply to it saying, his name is Ray Darcy. It's up to you what you do with this information. As if they're going to assassinate him. <laughs> I've met Ray Darcy a couple of times and, well, I, I've never spoken to the men, But I've I've given them a nod. I gave him a nod coming out of a portaloo. And backstage at a comedy festival Last year I said right Like that Gave him a bit of a nod Bit of a trilly nod hat, hat. All right <laughs> You know All right All right And he looked me in the eye And didn't say anything So I have no time for the man Speaking of festivals It's now festival season Isn't it? It should be festival season And we are We have not had them People are on social media, you know, not lambasting. People are on social media, you know, lamenting the fact that we we can't go to body and soul or field of teens or whatever the fuck they're called. I hate this. Fest- <laughs> You'd be surprised to know I hate festivals. I hate them. I've been to maybe three festivals and i never liked them uh, and i'm just talking about like mu- like i love uh, festivals that are catered just to comedy they're fine but music festivals you know i hate them i don't and i love seeing music i love seeing live music and stuff but it's the whole festival atmosphere it's just not for me oh, first festival i went to was in 2000 2000- i'm going to say 2009 Whatever year David Bowie had a heart attack because he was supposed to play Oxygen that year and he couldn't go. I think it could have been two thousand and eight, and he couldn't come. And so who were the fucking headliners instead of him? I think it was the Scissor Sisters. (laughs) You know? Oh, what's wrong? We can't get David Bowie. Nah, well David Bowie's had a fucking heart attack, ain't he? We always say, if we don't, can't, can't get David Bowie, get the fat Scissor Sisters. I don't know why I did that in a bad English accent, but. Um, and we went there, well, I was at 18, so this is 40, 14 years ago. And I went there and one of the worst three days of my life, I couldn't wait for it to finish and, so I could go home. I hated it, man. <laughs> first of all, it was the first day that we went there. remember sitting on a bus a double-decker bus from dublin always out to wherever it is where is it i don't even know and um this is oxygen now some of you might be too young to know it and when i went out on the bus i said come on boys to my friends come on boys let's sit up here up the front so we sat up the front and it was so fucking sunny that the sun shone through the window into our eyes right sweating we were sweating for the full, like two hour bus drive to wherever fucking oxygen was and it was very uncomfortable I was sweating my friends were sweating they were giving out to me for making them sit up the front it was a bad start but it was a portent. is that how you say it it it, it set up the weekend it uh, it was like in a book when they have clouds on the horizon just before somebody drowns in a river. You know what I mean? And we got off the bus and this first day was sunny and everything. And that night, there was no music. It was the Friday night. There was no music, but they had big screens and they showed Shawshank Redemption. Um, Right, really uplifting movie full of, you know, violent rape and murder. But anyway, they showed that fucking film And we were sitting around 18 year olds with a pocket full of pills, ecstasy, MDMA. So being the bright fucking sparks that we were, what did we do? We said, hey, man, why don't we just take one tonight? Yeah, all right. Okay, cool. Yeah, took one. Anyway. I remember trying after maybe four or something, trying to text my girlfriend at the time. To tell her I love her or something <laughs> declare my love you know when you're on whatever you're on and I remember trying to type and every f- word that, letter that I was trying to type was Chinese you know I was seeing Chinese writing when I was t- and I had to get my friend to write it and you know it cut to eight hours later lying in a tent at half nine in the morning wide awake my friend lying next to me I see a giant golden moth flying over his stomach Um, I'm, it's, it wasn't actually there there was no giant golden moth and then my friend on the other side there's three of us um, is whispering to me there's someone looking in the tent someone keeps sticking his head in the tent and I was like there's no one there man freaking out there's no one there <laughs> look he's there he's there he's looking at us he's looking at us don't look at him don't look at him freaking out and then my other friend on the other side I think there was four of us in the tent tried to piss into a bottle but his penis was so small from the drugs that it was just like sprayed out like a like a like a hose. Pssh. Went everywhere. Woke up the next day and it started raining pissing rain. The worst come down ever. It, and it, I'm not talking about just the rain come down. That was worked that was torrential like non-stop heavy and we were on. I mean, we must have take I must have taken we took a lot of, of drugs on the first night ruined the whole thing cuz then i had to go my clothes got destroyed there was a smell of piss in the tent couldn't eat when you when you're on that much of a come down you put food in your mouth it just rolls off your tongue you know like i I swallowed a a sausage and it came up, I vomited it up, but there was no, um, like, there was no moistness, so it just rolled up my back, just the sausage went down my throat, and then rolled, just back up my esophagus, and rolled down my tongue, and just fell, <laughs> and went to see, of all bands, on, you know, and this was in the, the height of depression, wanting to go home, and to be hugged by my mom, had to go and stand in the pissing rain because we're like, we have to go and see something here. In the pissing rain, watching The Cure, the world's most depressing band, watching The Cure play 90s (laughs) B-sides. Tears coming down my eyes. People must have thought I was a hardcore Cure fan that I couldn't believe they played something you know, some fucking B-side from a song that got to 68 in the charts in 1996. They must have thought that I couldn't believe that they played that powerful song. But no, I was crying because, um, you know, I I, I had reached rock bottom, <laughs> I thought, at that point. And so I, that was the first day. And then there was this Sunday as well, which was still fucked, just still fucked. And I remember going home and sleeping for a week. No fun whatsoever. It was horrible. And uh, I never went to another festival like that again. Um, And I got an email. right? So this is an, hi, this is an email I got from uh, Lee. And uh, she says, hey, hiya. Just listen to Do You Want to See Me Iguana? Which is an episode there. She goes, while I was painting the wall, a bit of light entertainment is nice when you're watching paint dry. Come here, though. You have been to Offaly. So in that episode of the podcast, I once said I was never in Offaly. I think. I can't remember. She said, didn't you play in Charleville Castle? I chatted to you and all. So you're saying that you talked to me in Offaly and I somehow said that I was never there. But I do remember speaking to you there because I know you. And I remember speaking to you in Charleville Castle. I didn't know that was in Offaly. That's for Castle Palooza which is was a, fe- is a festival, I don't know, I think it's finished now. But um, yeah, so it was that in Offaly, I didn't know, man. You know, you learn something new every day. That's how inconsequential Offaly is. I was in it, I didn't even know. Casapalooza, which is a festival which I played and which was very early in my stand-up career, which, by the way, I'm still very early in anyway, three, nearly four years in, but this was like within the first year and I email them. This is how when you start stand up and you're you want to keep doing it, you think because uh, there's this thing called Dunning Kruger, um, the Dunning Kruger something. <laughs> Man, I need to do more research. What is it, Dunning Kruger? Anyway, what it is, I a, I could have talked about it before. I don't know, but what it is is that when you're not good enough at something, you think you're you are good. Like if you, um, it's like if you if you play get piano all right and you, you learn how to play a few things and you're fairly adequate and you think wow i'm really great at piano you know um but the only reason you think you're really great is because you don't know enough to know that you're not great you think you know everything but there's a lot you don't even realize there's a lot more there that you don't know do you know what i mean so like that's what they say so it's like the, the, if you've ever if you ever meet stupid people people who are stupid that know they're stupid aren't actually that stupid if you meet somebody who is stupid but doesn't realize it doesn't realize that they have a lot that there's a lot of stuff they don't know about they're stupid because they're, they're not smart enough to know that they're not smart do you know what i mean anyway so when you're doing stand-up comedy you and when you start off you think that you're better than you are basically is what i'm trying to say so you kind of be, become a big cock sure, sure of the cock, and you mess it. I messaged Castle Palooza, which was a festival, and was like, "Hey, you know, I'd love to do your festival, man. I'd love to. You know, I've been, I've, I've performed in Wheelands. <laughs> I did seven minutes in Wheelands. I didn't say that. I left out the seven minutes. Um. So I was surprised when they got back to me and said, "Yeah, definitely, will you do it?". I was like, yeah, and they paid me fucking whopping 150 quid. I was like, yeah, man, I'm fucking made. I'm, I'm Richard Pryor. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I'm Louis C.K. This was before the allegations were made official and uh, went up there and it was like a few days beforehand. I found out I had to do 30 minutes, 30 fucking minutes. <laughs> That's like asking, uh, you know, a child to run a marathon a toddler to run you know a hundred meters against Usain Bolt and I apologize if you're listening now and you saw me in Castle Palooza in 2000 was it 2016 I think maybe 2017 actually I apologize sincerely (laughs) because I did do the 30 minutes but I think I might have done 27 but it would have been the most nervous shaky 30 minutes of all time. It was horrible. And uh, somebody even stopped me outside beforehand and said to me, oh, hey, look, it's Shane's stories. But it was tough. So I hated it. I hate that festival too. And then I did a gig last year in Electric Picnic. So uh, people might think, you know, because I would have thought beforehand, wow, he got to do Electric Picnic. He, that's class Must be the one of the highlights Of his life But Let me tell you Doing stand up comedy To And it was the same Pretty much the same Castapalooza Except I was too nervous To notice it Doing stand up comedy To People on a Sunday People on a come down From uh, Pills Or coke Or whatever the fuck They're on At half one Two o'clock On a Sunday afternoon When they're just Lying in the sun and it's empty, pretty much. There was maybe, I don't know, 60 people there, but, you know, there was enough room for 4,000. <laughs> and I had to do, I think I only had to do 15 minutes. Um, and that is hell, man. These festivals are not designed for comedy, you see. They're designed for music and for, like, a large gathering of people to be singing along and, share, and you know, sharing a moment. They're not designed for nervous fellas, uh to be telling, you know, jokes about their small penises to um, you know, people on a come down on a Sunday. Who can't who couldn't laugh if they wanted to. When you're on a come down like that, you don't even know understand the concept of humor. <laughs> you know, you're just you're not there. Your brain your brain isn't even gone somewhere. It's just it's 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 fucking It's not anywhere, it's just gone. It's like it disappeared into nothing. It's not like you can go over and it's hidden behind a bread bin. You know? Your brain and you can put it back in. No, you're walking around going, where's the fucking brain, man? I don't have one. It's gone. He disappeared into thin air. Like Amelia Earhart. That's what your brain is like on a come down. So trying to watch (laughs) fucking me doing my stupid fucking De Niro impressions bit. Um... You know, it's going to leave you severely nonplussed. Now, before I forget, before the end of the show, I have another email that I said I would read out because they come from uh, the location where I come from, which is called Kerry. Uh, One second, let me get this as well. This will be all cut out of the main cast. Okay, so I got this email from uh, Stephen. Uh, Hello, Shane. My name is Stephen Kelly, I'm 16 years old. That, I can't believe. 16 year old person listens to this podcast. What are you doing, man? I'm, I'm twice your age. I could be your dad. Go to bed. What are you doing listening to this? This is, this is for adults. <laughs> this is for adults. What are you, do? <laughs> what are you doing, man? You're 16. You should be out having sex. With, you know, girls or boys or whoever, whatever it is you want to have sex with. You should be out. They're fucking, you know, fist in the footpath looking for that, whatever it is you enjoy, you know? should be out there drinking in fields. shouldn't be listening to me. Nobody should be listening to me, but, but especially not you. You're 16. Um, You know, and my high concept adult themes, I'm like Woody Allen or something. <laughs> you know, when I'm there shouting about... Uh, Clits um the I live in the spa all right the Spa, which an American guy would probably call the Spa, which we can't, which is not something you should say. I live in the spa and I live in a well, I probably shouldn't say where you live, I shouldn't read this out, but it says I live in a three uh story house near uh and you you gave a landmark of the Spa. So I don't know why you put in the detail of a three-story house. Is that so that I would hate you? You know how I feel about people in, in big houses. No need for big houses. Look, if I had a big house, I would like that, of course. Who wouldn't? But that still doesn't... You, I know you're 16, you're a little upstart. You're a little, oh, look at me, I'm 16. I'm probably fucking, you know, knee-deep in... in um you know, the opposite sex. So I was going to say something rude there, but you know what I mean? And I'm going to fucking rile this old man up. He doesn't even, this cunt doesn't even understand TikTok. And you are not even i am ai am i am a millennial you are not even a, millen- I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. You're not even a, mill- you're in a different generation than me. People are giving out, I see that now on Twitter too. This is why I have to get off Twitter, although then I'd have no material to talk about. But I see people, first of all there are generation x no Zs is that what they're called i don't know whatever generation is the one that comes after millennials okay the kids 16 year olds like this steven fella and they're doing like tiktoks which is their fucking this, that's their platform leave them have it And they're going on, they're taking the piss out of millennials by, you know, making little sketches of them drinking cappuccinos, eating avocados and things like that, that stereotypically we do because we, and we can't afford houses, you know, you know, the, the hacky jokes about avocados. And so they do all that kind of stuff. So then, which is fine, whatever, they're, they're kids. And then you have millennials people who are like me and you not you Stephen but the other people listening getting angry saying how dare they you know how dare they make fucking uh, fun of us you know they're they're little upstarts I don't think anyone said the word upstart and there was like a clip went around where there was a music quiz of generation Z's Zedders and they were being played millennial music so they were being played music by uh, Destiny's Child Peter Andre and things like that and asked did they know it and they didn't know it and people were like how can these kids grow up being so stupid and not know anything about music and you know all they're, they're, they're so insular and all they they understand is their own generation well that is fucking every generation every generation man do you not remember fucking 10 years ago when generation ZXers or baby boomers are saying the same thing about us That's just life. It goes on like that, you know. And then to make it even to top that off, I see people giving out about millennials, giving out about you know generation Zs, the teenagers, saying we shouldn't. We should let them alone. No, we shouldn't do that either. We shouldn't do that either. That's the way life is. We get old. And we, get, we lose touch with what's hot. You know what I mean? We lose touch with what's in fashion a la mode. We lose all that. We haven't a clue what's going on. And we get angry and confused. That's the way life is. We get confused. We don't know what it is. It's scary. We co- and we just get upset. So let's just leave it like th- that way. Okay? It's worked for every generation previously. We get old and confused and young people are idiots. And that's the natural law. Um, Hello, Shane. My name is Oya. So uh, I re- anyway, I regularly email people looking for advice on what career path to choose. OK, anyway, he says, I would very much like if you wish Stacey Donnellan a happy birthday on your next podcast. She's living in Vancouver and Mrs. DeRosa Tralee, the tankard which is a pub in the spa and that shopping center next to Abra. Now, if you're not from Tralee, you don't know. Stephen has the shopping center in quotes because, listen, I'm not even going to ruin the surprise for you. If you ever go to Tralee, have a look at the shopping center. Take a walk through it. (laughs) It's a center, all right. I'll say that. Um... I look forward to hearing you read it Read it out. Uh, so there you have it. Listen, Stacey Donilon, um happy birthday. I don't know how old you are, Stephen neglected to say. The little moron. <laughs> um, but look, you're in Vancouver, which is in Canada. Um, my sister moved to Canada, I don't know how long ago, eight years ago. And uh, she hated it. But you know what she hated about it? was that everyone over there was too nice like they would uh she'd say something like a joke and they wouldn't laugh but they go that's funny that's funny oh that's funny but not laugh and one time she got on a bus and she said oh sorry i don't know what the changes what's what we're supposed to how much the bus fare is you know uh sorry i don't know if i had the change and the bus driver turned around to all the passengers on the full bus and went, looks like we got a newbie. <laughs> so she was like, fuck that, man, because, you, you know, you you might be different from your relatives, but uh, a, a little. But me and my sister, um, even though, if we, though we hate each other, <laughs> no, we don't. But even though we mightn't think it, we're fairly similar. And that was enough for her to say, fuck that, man. I'm going home but hopefully Stacy, it's better for you in Vancouver which I think is the French part and uh, happy birthday may all your birthday wishes come true and uh, thank you can thank Stephen Kelly for that um that shout out and I have one more email that I would like to read it comes from a fella who calls himself Dennis uh Dennis says Shane I hope this email finds you well. Loving the podcast and have been telling all my friends to get on board. One friend however refuses to listen on the grounds that he and I quote can't trust a man who doesn't know how to use an apostrophe. What a prick. He is referring of course to the podcast artwork which is spelled incorrectly as Shane's with no apostrophe instead of the correct S H A N E apostrophe S. Anyway, uh. Oh, wow. I did, I did, uh, anyway, since he probably isn't even listening, feel free to make fun of his name live on air during your next episode. His name is, I shit you not, Dermot McDermott. <laughs> so, fuck, Dermot. Dur- A cunt called Dermot McDermott has the temerity, the fucking gall. To make fun of me not having an apostrophe in my podcast artwork. Um. You know, I mean, that just. I, I should just leave it at that because there's. How can you take yourself? How can you take things seriously with a fella called Dermot McDermott? You know. He must have got beaten up. He must have. In school. Uh, but to answer your question. Um. Uh, I With the apostrophe Because this is the second or third time I've gotten this complaint It's S-H-A-N-E-S Brilliant podcast, no apostrophe And I would like to um, Let you all know that I Do not want to hear this anymore Having no S This is the last statement I will make on it um, I would just like to tell you that I hold the same position on this subject as the Hell's Angels do. Okay, which you can go onto their website and find in their fa their frequently asked questions. The Hell's Angels, the biker gang. I hold the same. They don't have an apostrophe either in Hell's Angels. This is I'm reading now from their FAQ. Uh, you want to ask about the missing apolog- apostrophe in Hell's Angels? This is the answer, and I. I'm with the Hells Angels on this. They say, yes, we know there is an apostrophe missing, but it is you who misses it, not us. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, It was the 20th episode, spectacular. I uh, thank you all for being here on this journey, on this tourist newa. Did any you, look? I'm not even. Going, I was going to go into a rant about tourist Nua, but that could be for another episode. So, because we're already well over the hour, um, so God bless you all. May the road rise wherever you take it, and may God have mercy on us all. Ch- uh, chocolate biscuits? No banda. Is- oh, yeah, hob- <laughs> hobnob. Hobnob. Uh, follow me on Twitter Br- at Brilliant Shane. Um, at Brilliant Shane on Instagram. Shane's Brilliant Podcast in Patreon. Patri- oh, fuck. I never get it right. And look, I'm throwing my chewing-gums across the room in anger. Patreon.com forward slash Shane's Brilliant Podcast uh, if you want to support the show. And until next week, may God bless you all and may... The- I've said this already... Uh, hobnob And cheers Nice one Thanks And as What did I say earlier on One with sock There's two phrases That I've come up with uh, One with sock Is worse than two Because it reminds you Of what you could have had And the other one is um, They locked What was it? uh The real lockdown Is when you're locked up Was that what it was I don't know. Fuck's sake. Anyway, listen. It's one o'clock in the morning. I have to go to bed. Love you all. Goodbye.